Have you heard it yet? Have you heard it? Can can you hear it? Can you hear it? Can you hit? Can you hear it? Can you can you hear it? Can you can you hear it? Is it is it wicked? Mm. <laughs> We've done that joke before. Yeah, probably. That's like that's like um, part of our uh, part repertoire. Of our yeah, our repertoire. Yes. Uh, but did, did you hear? Did you hear that? Did you hear it? Hear what? The, the, the piano bit. Oh wow! You came in hot. Yeah. I could hear notes dropping, but I thought that was related to the instrumentation. Aha! Uh-huh. Not to an editorial choice. Yes, because it's the auto- it's the auto- uh, what's the what's the thing called the piano that plays thing? It's an automaton. Oh, uh, it's a, a piano piano uh, piano roller or pier- something like that. Yes, piano and roller? it's and it's of the category of automaton. Would that be right? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I think so because it's a machine that plays pianos. Yes. <laughs> well, it doesn't play pianos. It is a piano. It is a piano. It's can you play? It. Can you play one of those yourself? Like, can you take it off auto? Is it like a Tesla? <laughs> yes, I think so. I think a person can play them. Can it lane change? <laughs> Probably not. No, it could key change. Oh, look what you did! That was a music joke that yes. I don't fully get. Yeah. I know that a key is a thing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. F- no, it's okay. Can you? Can you just kind of key change? What, I know this is a this is a sidebar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On, on, a, on a sidebar yeah. of an intro to mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. And not that we've scri- this isn't scripted, but no, it's not planned. Um, but can you kind of one hundred and one me on what a key change is? What? Yes, can you yes. Can start with a key, yeah, and then let's go. From there. Okay, so um, I'm going to use key in a different term, and I don't want it to um, cl- cloud what I'm going to say. But um, you have the home keys on your keyboard, so uh, you know A S D F. J, K, L, and the uh, semicolon. And those are your home keys. That's like where your hand is meant to rest. Um, That's the bottom row, is it? It's the middle. And yeah, um, I, I, I realise I've got a keyboard nearby. <laughs> um, I, I touched Clicked that, into so my I, computer. Yes. Uh, so I, I have known this for a, from a very young age. So this is, it's got nothing to do with me being a programmer. Um, but yeah, the ASDF, JKL and uh, semicolon, they are known as the home keys. And that's why there's a nubbin on the J and the F. And the, and, and the F. Um, but as I say, those are the home, those two are the home keys, right? Uh, well, I think the home the, row. those are the kind of things that you're supposed to... Yeah, I th- I think that the, the because your f- all four fingers on both hands are meant to rest on all four keys at rest on the keyboard. So I think all eight of them are the home keys, um, but your two oh. your two pinkies rest on the nubbins. Um, so that's like your base. I'm gonna for... I'm gonna pull you up on pinky there. Pinky's the small finger. Yes, right? it is. I, I so I they don't index. rest on the nubbins because the nubbins are where the indexes are. Yes, the index finger. Oh, the, the indices. Indices. I suppose. And I, they're I the ones. Spoke. They're the ones that are actually the, the keys. That's yep. good. Yes. Um. And so that's like your base. That's your 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 base from uh, which you might sprout off. Right. And w- sometimes, if you misalign yourself, you could be typing. And think everything is normal, but you look at the screen and it's gibberish. It's because your oh, fingers oh, think they're oh, in the right place. Oh, if you move place. up a line, mm-hmm. you'll be typing in code. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Or uh, as as or my, just nonsense. My first name, if I if I accidentally shift to the left, is Narge. Um. So oh, what's mine? What's mine? Hib. Hib. Yeah. Hib. Um. So a key in music terms is, and uh, my uh, God, if I if we have friends um, who listen to this, anyone who's properly musically inclined, they they're going to hate me so much. But you have a sounds great. So your key is um, okay. Uh, uh, so it's it's the um, it is the part of the story where everything is fine, and we are at um, order instead of chaos. Mm-hmm. Um. Equilibrium to use Equilibrium. the narrative theory term. Thank you. Yeah. And what we can do is we can play different chords around that, but we still understand that we're in the same world. Um, so um, if I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary calls to me. That's four chords. Um, the, the, the chords of Let It Be are those, you know... Um, and there are chords. places you can go from one chord to another that yeah, sound that have exactly. sort of. Is that harmony? Is that harmonies? Is that um, harmonics? 
Was that different? It is harmonics, yes. Mm, um, mm, sure. So if I, if I said, um, let it be, let it be, and then if someone else was singing, um, you know, uh, around this, in the same key, but mm-hmm. uh, notes that are notes. the right distance apart, then that would be mm-hmm. counted as harmony. So Great. if I was on X Factor, I would go, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Let it be, let it be. And I would go up a key because I would have to get up from my stool. Stool, yes. And yes. do the big key change. So what we're doing then is we're establishing a new home base for the for that melody. So all the same rules. So is that going to the same note and starting at a different point of the scale? Or is that different? It's so it's the same scale and it's still a major. So it's it's major chords, happy song, minor chords, right, sad sure. song. It's still it's still a happy song, but we're we've we'll take the sad the song, make it better. We've by made it better. Changing exactly. key. I can't think of a Beatles song with a key change. Um, they must exist, uh, but you know, famous, famous song. Okay, the one, the one that's in my head at the it's moment. Probably a Ringo one, mate, as well. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm thinking of uh, like a classic Simon Cowell, "Evergreen" by Will Young, you've it's <laughs> similar key, uh, similar chords. What a great winner's song! Yes, I, I love, I love. I mean, um, Peter Kay. Yeah, his little satire of it was so perfect. It was written by it, Gary Barlow. Oh God, really? Oh, mm-hmm. I'll take it back. Yeah, um, the, music, the music was, yeah. Um, but you know, the, the the idea of that kind of like it's, it's it's a song that's a love song, but you could hear it as being a song about winning a competition as well. I'm going to take this moment, yeah, oh, make it last forever. forever. Yep. So you you go um, my you know, winner's song. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you go make it evergreen gonna take this mark you know and you you go up like that and and so you're you're taking the same melody the same chord structure see it's the same structure but you're just taking it up a few notes um and uh so yeah you it's the you're doing the same melodic journeys right uh and and all the same things make make total sense so it feels it still right. feels familiar because it's exactly the same rules that apply but you so just get pitched a, it up to get us to a metaphor that we that we'll both be quite comfortable with it's like I've got a home page and a set of relative URLs. Mm-hmm. And if I move all the fol- if I move all the files into a different folder, mm-hmm. the relative URLs mapping will be the same, but they'll mm-hmm. actually be in a different place. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. So that's key. So the relationship between the the, the files is the same relationship. But yes. they're somewhere else. It's yeah. I, I I think a proper music scholar would probably tell you different, but I would say that key is ba- is about the relationship to other notes. Um, it and it's a, it's it's about how that maps to uh, to a chord. Right. Um, and so from yeah. from X, I know they don't go that high. I know they only go <laughs> counting eights. Um, but so yeah. So so from X, you can only ever go to. Um, I can't remember what comes before X right now. <laughs> well, you could go. You can go anywhere. There are certain key changes that feel more natural, and they tend right. not to be. You don't make big leaps. So you only move okay. But like for, a for me, or a tone. for me, for me, it needs it very simple. Mm-hmm. So you're at Y because I can remember what comes before Y is X. Yeah, you can go. You can go to X or Z. Yeah. If you move to B, then you can go to A or C, and you get the same basic thing, but yeah. from a different starting position. Yes. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, huh. so you, you like in in pop, you don't typically shift down a key uh, because right. it's all about trying to fake an emotion um in the same way that that uh julio Iglesias invented that sort of no not julio um his son enrique enrique it's his son um it, it did that i think fake, it is uh oh, there you go then did that that fake vocal fry that they do to make it sound to make a vapid song sound emotional where you go ah take you know, you a do vapid that sort of noise. song and make, make it, it emotional emotional <laughs> um so it, in in the same way that they try and inject emotion into vapid songs, uh, a key change is a is a similar kind of thing. Just repeat the chorus, uh, mm-hmm. transpose it up a semitone mm-hmm. or a tone, mm-hmm. and keep the chords the same. The mm-hmm. vocalist hasn't got to learn a different melody; he's just got mm-hmm. to sing it a bit higher. Mm-hmm. And the lighting guy knows how to change the lighting <laughs> state exactly because and the confetti he heard comes it. down. He heard it. Yeah. So oh, it's yeah fine. He heard the timpani go before the key change because it goes <laughs> fin- false finish timpani. Key change, lights, everybody goes wild. Is timpani the one that's got the bit of seaweed wrapped around it and it's round? Yeah, it's uh, you deep fry it, <laughs> or is you it deep fry it and it's delicious? Oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely oh, it's so good. If you, if you go to a Thai restaurant and you order the timpani, oh, mamma mia! <laughs> oh, it's a bit spicy that's for so me. It's a bit timpani. spicy for me. 
Oh, yes. Do you do a coma? Something a bit more bland. (laughs) Um, So, Back to Black is um, a song that's featured in Westworld. I hit the sack. Oh, Back back to Black. Black Mm -hmm. Is a song that's featured in Westworld. And this conversation began because I don't have Twitter anymore. And so, when I have thoughts, I have to... (laughs) send them to one whatsapp to group or another and and mm. uh, you know it's not always you but it's often you what hang on hang I on i know are I you know. seeing other whatsapp groups i am a little bit i'm sorry so i texted you holy shit or you know so i'm gonna paraphrase um there's a song that's played in i i had to do so much exposition in this one text it's difficult so i'll, I'll lay it i'll lay it out more clearly i didn't even know it was a song in westwood i just i just knew that you'd listen to a song <laughs> And, and, and had feelings. I, I explained, I, I, I think I mentioned it, but it would, I tried to fit so much exposition into this one text that like a lot of that would have just blown past and it would just be, is that song? So in Westworld. Are you saying I skim read your messages? No, no, no. I'm saying, um, that I <coughs> densely packed it and you might just be, all right, Mark, get to the point. What are you trying to say? Um, so. I mean, because you'd be you'd, you'd, considering that I ignored two really important messages from you today, <laughs> on the basis that I thought you'd, your thumb had slipped and you'd sent an audio message by mistake. Ah, you, you, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you thought I skim read your fair stuff. Enough, fair enough. I don't skim read your stuff, but I do if I see an audio message, think it's a mistake. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> and about half an hour after you sent it, after I'd sent you loads of extra things, I then listened to it and I was like, oh my god, this is really long, and and full of content i need yeah this is this is why i yeah i should i should reply with this is not a mistake um okay so no i mean um, should you dumb down to my level (laughs) no but i think you make a good point because it is uh it's it's incongruous and i i might have been the first to have done it in our whatsapp group i do find it sometimes a lot easier than trying to you are a pioneer fight the ios keyboard with like you you know what i'm trying to type come on ios uh, you know exactly the words that i'm trying to type stop pretending like i don't know what you meant no you do it's amazing that you that you of all people bring this to my door after this morning's debacle but that's uh, fine <clears throat> one little typo yeah one and little I, typo, I, I genuinely and you had a meltdown it was, <laughs> how dare you i genuinely <laughs> didn't get what the difference was I, I, I not what the difference is. I, I didn't read it as a typo. I usually do. I usually am not a kind of person who's like, I oh, think you're... Well, all right, I am. Well, you know, in, I, in Facebook terms, you know, um, if you can read the message um, despite the spelling mistakes, then apparently you've got an IQ of 150 or something. So, Wow. You've seen that. You've seen that. It sounds like a that thing genre that's gone around. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. They miss out some letters or something. We talk, well, yeah, no, we talked about this on Leopard. They don't work on me. Um, oh. because of my eye thing like i have to read every letter i don't i you know i i have i can't just um pattern recognize words in that um, way so i oh. i read it as bajeng is going to go from flooding because i have to read every letter and because you like all those swedish books yes exactly so we're gonna get into westworld yeah yeah back back, uh, back to black mm-hmm. so there's a scene in latter um, part of Westworld. It's not a spoiler at all. Uh, a woman walks into a bar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert! Fire the spoiler hell. <laughs> a lady's walked into a bar. Uh, Hang on, though. A lady walking into a bar. Mark. Yes. Whoa, your expectations have been thrown out the window. This is going to be Oof. some sort of modern joke. Um, I. So yes. Uh, uh, at, at the bar is a pianola, an automated piano, an automaton, and the sheet of music that's being played in there is Back to Black, the song uh, co-written, I believe, by uh, Amy Winehouse and uh, Mark Ronson, certainly produced by Mark Ronson. Mm-hmm. And the lines in that song, which you will hear in the radio edit, are, or it, let's, let's do the non-radio edit first, is okay. he left no time for regret kept his dick wet in his same old safe bet, if I remember the lines correctly. Mm -hmm. And of course, when you hear that in radio, uh, you miss out the dick. Mm. And what... I think I discerned this because my ear was tuned to be like, they won't do this, but I wonder if they do it. I wonder if American puritanism has has reached this Mm. level that they will do this. In an instrumental cover, where the melody is picked out by the the, the top end of the piano, uh, will it miss out the note where the dick is? And it missed out the note where the dick is, and I'll put a link in the show notes. Mm. The the tune would normally go... (laughs) 
proving that the pianola can play the same note. Mm. So it's not a, it's not that, and it it it. Um, well, you've just you've you've totally torpedoed my argument. Ah, we well, see because I can understand of it. Uh, understand your point being it's a point of expression or it's a, it's a musical expression thing. Hmm. Or were you sort of down the point of like it is hard for a pianola to play the same note twice in quick succession? Um, I may have oh. I may have been focusing on the wrong part of the tune. There are there are some notes that are dropped, but I may have missed the particular line. But yeah, it's 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 almost. Whatever the audible equivalent of blink and you'll miss it is, mm. but it's definitely the note is definitely missed. It's dipped, if you will, mm. and I found that utterly fascinating. I mean, I, I really find that interesting because I, uh, that is that's a deliberate choice that's been made, and whether I, I, I doubt it. it was, oh, that's the only copy that they had. Well, this is, yeah, the, this is this is where I was going to go. Like, I doubt it was a choice made by because like Westworld is not exactly. I doubt it was a choice made by HBO. Yeah, I, doubt HBO I mean they, they've like, got like yeah they've got they've got Tandy and Newton in the in the nud in the in the absolute skivs um, like const- constantly this is not a puritanical no, show no 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 this, no. Pure, this is a show that says oh hello very well respected British actress yeah actor sorry um, can you just um, can you Tony Buffett and, for us yeah get in the lots of the time come up with as many different euphemisms as i can yeah absolutely in the nip i like that one the, the can the you all Irish. um can you go over here with these people and do sexy time and and can those people over there like chop each other's heads off and mm-hmm. we'll put some post it on your nips and and it'll be fine it's not yeah it's um yeah it is not that kind of show so i don't think it was a i don't think it was a production decision i think they got some sheet music and the sheet music has that thing ah, that's that's why yeah, I, yes. I doubt very much that it was a, a decision that someone made i think it was they found the sheet music for back to black and um because you can buy sheet music for songs that weren't written in that way hmm. um and i i my guess is the sheet Two music exists the mm-hmm. the internet is Killing the sheet music industry. <laughs> um, what's your favourite? What's your favourite uh, pianola um, song from um, the Westworld so far? Um, I only I don't remember that many that I I recognised. Uh, I know there's going to be lots of songs in there, uh, but there weren't that many that I was like, oh, I definitely know what that, that song is. Um, I think um, Paint It Black was in there, but I don't much care for the Doors. Hmm. Um, there was one early on which I liked and i can't remember um there's been one or two that i've enjoyed uh i i listened back to what i thought was the bioshock infinite soundtrack a couple of days ago and it didn't appear to be at all i think it might have just been like songs inspired by um because i I fancied hearing that because that that kind of stuff the scott bradley postmodern jukebox type stuff i really enjoy Hmm. but this got us into a conversation about swearing and stuff um in which you sent me a delightful video which has apparently been doing the rounds it has been doing the rounds it has been doing the and rounds. i have things to say very briefly on that um do you want to do you want to um tee that up uh yeah i i'm just gonna i'm just gonna box off a, a thing by just saying that my favorite one was the um oh i'm sorry there's been a couple of radiohead songs and no surprises was made oh yeah i that yes that was quite early on i think that's the one i was thinking of that i mm. uh yeah Good, good one, and that's a nice song mm. to burn the piano. Oh uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, so so we both we both had issues with with um with swearing in songs recently, and um mine's got a long run up to it. <laughs> so cool. put yourself a drink, buckle mm. up. Actually, I, I've been thinking um in relation to this almost because we haven't set homework for a while, and now you're on your now you're on your Twitter um, sabbatical. Sabbatical, yeah. Yeah. Now you're on that. I, I I wonder if a little pivot to the show and, and finally make sense of the name, maybe. Um, maybe the idea of Thread is that I'm going to explain what's been happening on Twitter to you every week. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what the show is. Okay. I don't, I don't know. It could be. Yeah, no, I, I like that as a conceit. Yeah. could be all right, couldn't it? Let's produce the show while we're doing the show. I like this. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So um, this, this, this tweet's been doing the rounds a lot and it's i think when i when i sent it to you i said to you like mark i think you made a mistake <laughs> leaving leaving the twitter because there are, <laughs> there are moments when you're on twitter and you think oh that's that's nice i'm glad i've seen that yeah and there are there are tweets you see from from people who you think oh you're a nice person i don't really actually speak to you very often and mm-hmm. the only connection i've got to you is through twitter i'm glad i'm still here yeah 
and still get to see what what you're all about that's yeah. that's nice sometimes you do get to see attack ships on fire uh, on the you know the blazing um shoulder of orion like sometimes you do get to see wonderful things yes you do and then there's another category of tweet <laughs> which is just like this is everything mm-hmm. and i i didn't see his tears in rain i didn't yeah, i didn't know <laughs> Good omission of article. Well done. Uh, <laughs> I do judge people by whether or not they say in the rain or not. Thank you. This 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 tweet, like nobody knew that they wanted this, nobody knew they needed it. Yeah. And, and that that explains yeah. why it's done so much. So um Jackie Abbott is the um the, the second of the um female vocalist from the Beautiful South. From Beautiful South. <laughs> no the <laughs> Is that right? No, it has no, a bar. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's Pixie that don't have a bar. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and the, the the, of course. The the, the is just the, 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 but everybody calls them the the. Yeah, they're actually they're the, not the. They're anyway. not the the the. <laughs> yeah, they are. No, they're not. So, um, ja- Jackie Epper is the, um, I mean, really, she's like, she is the female <laughs> vocalist from the beautiful, yeah. the beautiful song. <laughs> because she'd been there much longer than, than than the other lady was, and um, she tweeted um, essentially a short video of um, her and Paul Heaton and their their band because they're not they're not trading as the Beautiful South anymore, but they are on some sort of a tour. Yeah, they're like uh, Heaton and Abbott or something. Yeah, and they are in what appears to be a Premier Inn mm-hmm. <laughs> double double room, mm-hmm. and there's like four of them, so it's it's a little bit a little bit cramped but very purple. And they're singing the House Martins song, not the Beautiful South song, Happy Hour. And it's just so pure. Is it everything right now? Yeah, it's it's. So, it is lovely. Like as it's much so as I'm pure, it's so lovely. Me, it is. It is gorgeous. Yeah, I mean they're all they're tight as anything. Mm-hmm. Um, lovely harmonies lovely harmonies um, voices are in, just incredible on it yeah, and it. it's clearly just like pals having a great time and I think the other part of this is is like House Minds and Beautiful South they're one of the they're, they're, that, they're, they're two kind of acts that you could just kind of forget about mm-hmm. and then someone will go do you remember um, do you remember when they did that um, acapella um, yeah, like, exactly oh I like song. that that's exactly the song I was thinking about I, I was watching that yeah, yeah, where did absolutely. that go? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and uh, no, 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 nobody's nobody's going around wearing a beautiful South T-shirt. <laughs> no, no. Are, are you Mark? No, 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 no. Um, no, I hated, I hate, I hated the beautiful South as a teenager. Hated them. Mm. Found them unbearably twee. Mm. Before I realised that that was kind of the the appeal. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, um, that's their that's songs pretty. are very, very fucking. I, I don't like the word because it. It. I, I find it an ugly word. Pat. Mm. Um, but they're very pat. Um, whereas I did always like the House Martins. What I knew of them. Right. And right. Uh, w- one of the reasons that I, I um, had started to get more of a relationship with with the band, if you like, is Bare Naked Ladies, who are my favourite band, and whose vocalist. I, I think very arguably, and we discussed this before, has a voice modelled on Paul Heaton. Um, the first song on their first album called Hello City at the end does uh, in what is in musical terms known as a quote. And they, they quote this, the chorus of Happy Hour. That's just a, you know, a lovely little thing. And there's other little nods. They supported the Beautiful South when they played years ago before BNL were big enough to you know, actually book um, decent venues here, which they, they did. Um, but before they would support Beautiful South when they went on, on tour. And um, yeah, so like they, they, those have, have been intertwined with me for years. And, and he, his was just a lovely voice of the 80s for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because songs like that, I mean, Caravan of Love, I, I, I loved as a kid. Um, yeah. So this is where the story then connects with yours because, um, so just to square off what this, what this tweet's done, what's interesting about this particular tweet is like, I don't follow Jackie Abbott on the Twitter, but for all about four or five days, every time I opened Twitter, somebody else had retweeted or favorited it. And so it kept bubbling up and bubbling up and bubbling up and bubbling up. And 
it was clearly striking a chord with people. And I went around with um, Happy Hour just in my head constantly on a loop. It was like an actual earworm. Yeah. And so I started listening back to Beautiful South and, and, and House Minds. And um, I discovered something really, really strange. I discovered a lie that's been hidden in plain sight. And I discovered the key to unlocking the fact that the Beautiful South weren't as kind of pat and cute mm-hmm. as you think they are. Mm-hmm. And it is the song, Don't Marry Her. Fuck me. Well, Mark... I didn't know it had a swear. Oh no, you you didn't co- <clears throat> you didn't find yourself in an embarrassing situation, did you? Well, well, that's interesting because I saw in some comments under people talking about that that video that people had just kind of gone, oh, I'm going to put the beautiful self on Spotify mm-hmm. and discovered this swear as well. I I've said before, like when we've talked about um, swearing on. I don't know if we talked about it on here or if we talked about it around when we were doing um, doing leopard like. I'm I'm not averse to a swear. I think I swear too much. And I think maybe on Leopard we do swear too much. Sometimes. I, particularly when particularly when we're a little bit excited. Yes. Um I mean I, I, I don't know if I'll add myself to that list because I I actually developed a habit hmm. years ago, um, which I don't always stick to. Obviously, I'm not saying like I, I don't swear because I do. Hmm. But I, I dev- because I, I am someone who often does quickly move to a swear word and i i when i started to do more live podcasts um back when i used to do them i for whatever reason i just tried to get into the me- mental habit of not reaching immediately for the swear and and that's mm. carried forward for a bit so i i probably swear less than i would before but you know someone like john bounds swears very very little except when he does he makes it big <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whereas you know danny danny swears a lot uh, and very casually um whereas yeah, and he's a bad influence he's on an me. awful he's an awful man whereas you yeah you, you'll, you'll you'll drop a you'll drop a fuck bomb in there i know. I know there are some times when i listen back to leopard where i I can tell that I'm tired or I've had one can too many. And I and I feel I feel cross <laughs> about it. Um but I've got um I've got quite a, a, a liberal in the non-political sense kind of like workplace around swearing. Mm-hmm. I know like some people's workplaces I, I know someone who this week told me um like oh there's been a memo going around my office about doing swears. Oh, get out. Which feels very puritanical. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I, no. But there are people. There are people in in uh, where I work who who will literally use swears as punctuation. Yeah, yeah. Where, where fucking becomes a comma. Yeah, yeah. But this this change of word is one of the most powerful swears I've ever come across. Mm. Almost to the point where I feel furious that it was ever censored. Oh. Just, just yeah. because of the, me- the, the the specific meaning of, of, of don't marry her, fuck me. It's a point of art, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. So, right, I've, I've just brought up the lyrics. Yeah. <clears throat> Think of you with pipe and slippers. Think of her in bed. Laying there just watching telly. Think of me instead. Think of me instead. I'll never grow so old and flabby. That could never be. Don't marry her. Have me. Now... If you think the beautiful South are a little bit twee, <laughs> and you hear that, mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh, Jackie!" <laughs> it, it feels like a song saying, "I, but I want to marry you, but I, I could be there, mm-hmm. and I could bring you your slippers, mm-hmm. and and it could be nice. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, we, this is a thing that we could do. Mm-hmm. Um." Those lovely Sunday mornings with breakfast brought in bed. Those blackbirds look like knitting needles trying to peck your head. I'm not quite sure what that means. Mm. Oh, yeah, because she's talking about him being hempacked. You have to wash the car, take the kiddies to the park, don't marry her, have me. It's all very, it's all very domestic. And, and saying have me makes it sound like she's into that she wants to trade and be yes. there instead. Yes. You change the word. Yeah. Think of you with pipe and slippers. Think of her in bed. Laying there just watching telly. Think of me instead. I'll never grow so old and flabby. That can never be. Don't marry her. Fuck me. Don't marry her. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. She's literally saying, like, scorched earth, torch this bullshit right now. Mm-hmm. Don't have any kids. Let's just have a shag. That's such a different song. It is. It, it, it's a, an entirely different meaning. Um, and 
I was quite, I can't remember where I was when I heard that. Um, cause it is, it's very, I think partially, I, I'd be interested to know, would I, would you have the same effect if you'd never heard the censored version? Um, it's like, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but the first time I ever heard fuck you by CeeLo Green, it was fuck you by CeeLo. Like it was that. Uh, and I loved it. What, what's the censored version? Um, forget you. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know the song and, now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I spoke to Danny about this and, you know, uh, his, his fine, his strident point was like, yeah, don't release it then. Um, mm. and I, I get that because the, the appeal is the jolly, lovely soulful nature of his voice and the and the big up-tempo melody yeah uh for this you know uh for this kind of sad song uh, a frustrated and angry song mm. but in this beautiful poppy way and um and and it's cheerful fuck you and it's brilliant and it that's a really fun song to play on the uh on the uke um <laughs> but it, it's completely undercut when when it's forget you and it, it just it absolutely takes the wind out of it and mm. but I, I i wonder with this one i think my reaction was almost like oh that was unnecessary without stopping to think about the actual meaning of the song from the point of view of yeah it, mark it wasn't written with have me and then they thought let's make it naughty and put fuck in there mm-hmm. the meaning is entirely different and it was it was then it had the wind knocked out of it and that does the way you look at the the song completely changes it mm. you know the, the the direction where you came from because i came censored version first on brmb uh that's where i would have heard it and um and, and then years later, hearing that and thinking, oh, come on now, that's silly. But when you actually stop and realise, no, that's what the song is, it it makes a lot more sense. It's a much better song for it. Yes. Did, did he, did, you don't really hear his voice in The Beautiful South much, do you? Not not a lot. Not in the not in the hits, anyway. He didn't seem to feature much in the hits. Hmm. That's an interesting point. I think he was, um, I think, Perfect Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but I st- when I think of Beautiful South, I really think about her more than anything else. Um, he, he does seem to be a supporting player vocally in that band. You know, Rotterdam, all about her. Mm. Um, you know, I think he harmonised, did some BVs on on Don't Marry Her. Perfect Ten's a much better song as a grown-up. Yeah, yeah. It's filthy and it's funny. Yeah, I think it's probably... Well, I mean, bear in mind, mate, Chocolate Salty Ball <laughs> made it to number one and was played on the radio. And I Wouldn't Sex You Up did as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the Arctic talk, we don't stop. Stop. I do find music like th- that that kind of that kind of stuff fascinating. I'm I'm, I'm wondering if there's if there's. I mean, uh, oh, I, I was at a funeral um, last year, last summer. We we were in Cornwall. We had to uh, drive back up, and um, the person who died was a huge Radiohead fan, and um, I remember, you know. Uh, pirating a, a CD for her of Kid A and dropping it around to her and all that kind of stuff. She was uh, a big, 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 big fan. And so going into the church was Creep by Radiohead. Me and my brother, I think we we the the bit the bit we were waiting for both happened and we both exchanged a look that was like, yeah, we were both waiting to find out which <laughs> version they would go for. Uh, and unsurprisingly, they went for the uh, the, the censored version. Uh, but it, it did, you know, you, there is that, you know, you, you, your breath is held for a second yeah. where you're like, are yeah. they going for the the non-radio version? I, I tell you what, I wonder what um, the likes of Spotify really does to to stuff like this because it can be odd sometimes and i know apple because they are very puritanical yeah they they censor a lot of stuff and there's like there's actually not a lot you can do about it um you know there's songs there's albums that i've listened to on apple music that i'm like no i bought the original i'd like to hear it as it was intended um spotify i think are a bit more liberal but sometimes you don't get the choice and i have been surprised a few times where you're like oh that's Hang on, that's not the song. That well, it's Spotify mind. that's caught everyone out with this beautiful self thing. That's and that's what I, I'm interested in because it is mm. Spotify is like an open system in, in a lot of ways. Like anyone can submit to it, basically. So a lot of it is Wild West, and and th- I bet there well, are all the songs are just they're Will all Smith. westerns. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> all wiki wiki Wild Wild, Wild West. <laughs> they're all wiki piano wiki covers. Um, I don't remember this bit in uh, the Beautiful South. <laughs> <laughs> why is he? Why is he singing about? All this steampunk stuff. What's going on? Yeah, um, it's not a good film. It's no, no, no. Uh, from, from what I understand, um, 
so but yeah i i i bet there's there's been times where dad's put his um bluetooth speaker on and he's put some music on for the kids and he's just put a random shuffle on and uh Oh, lovely, the beautiful South. I used to love this when I was, yeah. You know, when your dad was in it, but he used to, he used to really like this song. He used to sing it. He used to get in his head and don't marry her. Ha. Oh, 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 what? Oh, 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 you know, and he's reaching for the, uh, re- reaching for the Bluetooth speaker to turn it off. And at this point, we have to, uh, bring in the Adam Buxton NWA <gasps> Day. Oh, my God. YouTube I video. That so and many you times. Put it into the show notes, please, for anyone yes. who's never seen it. Yeah. Just a brilliant performance. It's it's probably my favourite Adam Buxton thing ever. This is the the middle class dad playing NWA to his son and um, and kind of ad-libbing a safe, child-friendly take over every swear. Anytime it's not just swears, but anytime there's like a something that you might go... A bad idea. Yeah, a bad (laughs) idea. Um, He will... He he turns the volume down and gives his own version. Um, And it's... it's, it's Go swimming with Lorenzo. (laughs) And when we're finished, there's going to be a party. (laughs) Go swimming with Lorenzo is the one that's always in my head as well. Because I'll tickle you and make you giggling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's lovely. It's so it's so good. It's so old. Um, mm. It's 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 got to be. I mean, I I was told about, about fifteen years, years old. <laughs> yeah, I was told about it ten years ago, and it was quite. You know, it's a young it's a young Buxton. Um, it's not your, it's not your beardy Buxton of, uh, of, of, uh, latter day, uh, 2010s. Um, plus they saints. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh, I, I thought of what the other thing I was, I was going to tell you when we had a little, uh, I said, I said to you, I said to you, just, oh, just touch this point down here for an edit and then I'll bring up the thing. And then I brought up the thing in my head. Oh, I'm sorry. And then, oh, we had such a lovely diversion. I don't know what I was going to say. But we were talking about the beautiful South, were we? Mm-hmm. Huh. Hmm. Just do. Okay. Oh my God, Mark Stedman. Have you chosen funeral music for yourself? That comes up every now and again. Um, oh, does it? Oh, gosh. I did, yeah, I do think about Well, because uh, you have got opinions, so, you know, <laughs> about music. Yeah, so many things. So many opinions. So much uh, of a white man. I know, um, just terrible. I mean, <sighs> make a podcast about it, why don't you? Uh, oh, that's a good podcast. My funeral music. And you interview people and they tell you why they've chosen those songs. That's a good... I actually had another idea for a podcast today. I like your idea. Your idea is a good idea. Thanks, My Mark. idea was... Thanks, friend. Into, it's all right. It's, that's okay, a human person. Um, it, it was an idea about literally interviewing people about how to be a better person. Um, okay. And just trying to find a little bit a la good place, but, but also, you know, like speak to philosophers, but also speak to, I don't know, people in fulfilling professions um uh, or people who are just happy in their work and try and figure out like either how to be happy or how to be a good person i think would genuinely be an interesting podcast if it hasn't already Do you been want to interview me i like my job yeah there you go um and you're a, you're a good person mostly um come mm. <laughs> on moments come on moments yes um so i i'll have a think while you tell me what your funeral music would be because I, I have thought about this and i'll have to give it so one of the strange things is, is that I'm, I'm not a religious person. I don't know how you have a funeral when you're not. Humanist? Yeah, I've, I've not been to funeral. one of those. Yeah, I, I, sadly, it was the first funeral that I remember going to and it was a child, which sucks. Wow. Um, but she had a, cause she, she didn't, when she died, she, you know, she had no particular religious affiliation. Yeah. Uh, and very respectfully, I, I think, um, the parents opted for a humanist, um, funeral. That is nice. And it was a nice, it, you know, what I remember 20 years ago, um, it was a nice service. Um, hmm. And there was a song, you know, the song or two that, that was chosen for her that stuck with me for a while. And every time I heard it, I'd get very, very sad. Oh, um, especially as it was, you know, it was a fucking child, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
sorry. Uh, yeah, so humanist, humanist, I think, is not a bad way to go. So, that could be a, a, a way to go. I mean, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to go, I'm not no, ready. You're not ready, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I th- so I kind of, I, I, I suspect I'll have the same problem. I mean, like, I won't be there, so you can play whatever you want. But, if you were going to respect my wish, my, my wishes, mm. I find it really, really hard to reconcile what I would want to be played with um, an atheist or, or agnostic tradition. And it's probably because of the way we culturally think about death. And it has a really strong parallel in my wedding because we had a civil ceremony for our wedding, right? And... Um, at a civil ceremony, there is not allowed to be any reference to um, spiritualism and deities and all those sorts of things. Okay. But you can choose your own music, so long as it doesn't reference any of those things. Right. And we were looking at songs that we liked, that we wanted, and we had to rule out lots of things because when you're when you kind of interrogate the pop music canon and you try and find a song that is about a bond that you have that might lead you to want to be married to somebody and to basically, you know, kind of like hitch up to their wagon forever. Pop music goes into metaphor and essentially it finds God in some capacity. So it's it's quite hard to find songs that speak to you about how you feel about those sorts of commitments without finding songs that have spiritualism in them. Mm. And I, I, I think I've got the same problem if it came to choosing funeral music for myself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I wouldn't want um, to, to have a full church thing. But if I chose some music for it, it would probably talk about when I'm gone and my spirit and all these other things I'd actually probably believe in. Mm-hmm. And that's weird, isn't it? Yes. It almost suggests like religion is just a kind of way of building metaphors to help you explain difficult situations. But... <laughs> Who am I to say? It's, I, I I remember having that thought as a, as a young teenager. Like my my uh, I, I formed formed this um, formula of religion. I put it to my dad, and my dad went no. <laughs> um, but I think it's a good one in that uh, religion exists to explain how we were born or how we came here, what we should do on this planet while we are alive and what happens when we die that's why we have religion to explain those three things that we don't know we don't know what happens when we die we don't really know what we should do when we're here mm-hmm. and we don't know why we're here we don't know how we came to be and that's exactly what religion is there to explain it's head canon accepted yeah thank you um and uh, you know it, it, that's that's something I, I remember as a as a as a, a nipper kind of thinking that feels like it makes sense as to why why religion exi- and why it's powerful to people yeah because- well it's weird because the way they teach you like re mm-hmm. in school or religious studies in, in school kind of exposes that but they never talk about it mm-hmm. and it's like anyone in the class who's got a little bit of intelligence will be able to pick these threads together that essentially dozens of people made the same system up over and over and over again <laughs> and it was why are we born why do we die and why do we wear digital watches <laughs> yes yes exactly um so to the f- and they only rationalised it because of capitalism, Mark. Yeah, of course, it was too expensive to have all those gods around. Let's just get one. Yeah, just well, yeah, one uh, monopa monopa god. Yeah, one that does them all. Yeah, uh, it does exactly what it says on the god. Um, <laughs> Mark Ronson, he does exactly what it says on the god. <laughs> uh, on the ones and twos in in heaven. Um, <laughs> he's not dead. He's not dead. Um, so Do with Harambe fun- now. Funeral- what? <laughs> what? Um, funeral songs. Uh, I in my pretentious youth. Um, I wanted something that was that was sort of fairly obscure and uh, a, a, a song which Americans will laugh at because it's not obscure to Americans and it's I think a bit laughable in as much as in the good place in the first. Is it walking on the sun? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but what a great choice! Da 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 da. Did it? Da 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 da. It ain't no joke. That's a good choice. And everyone has to like hold my coffin and just sway as they go down the, the aisle <laughs> like they've got a guitar. <laughs> 
No, what I, no, now what I need is it's the same band, but I now need All Star just so that the curtains can close and then Steve goes, Somebody wants to tell me. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to go with a song by Blues Traveller called um, Fledgling, which is about a the, well, I don't know if it's a metaphor, but the, the, the story is of a bird sprouting its wings and going to fly, and it has a beautiful transcendent ending. It's a long song because all their songs are fucking long. Uh, oh, I swore. Um, and uh, but it's 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 beautiful. Thank you. It's beautiful, and it's 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 you know that sort of transcendence about birth. I think is a nice thing to play at the point of death because it's it's if you take that idea of moving on to the next plane. Um, I don't think you have to be super religious or that spiritual to think that that's a nice idea whether you hold to it or not it's still a it's a comforting thought maybe to those who need comfort at that time and there's nothing wrong with wanting a bit of comfort when you're sad um but it's a bit it's a bit of a pretentious pics it's not a song that anyone will know if i'm honest and this is going to be pat it's going to be so cliche and almost like really mark i give credit you with a bit more taste but i fucking think it would be great because it, it and people have already done it but always look on the bright side of life i genuinely like yeah as as sort of it, it's in the same category as people playing the countdown thing when the curtains close at the crematorium or um do people do that yeah that's, yeah, that's, amazing. that's, that's what i've heard i think it's wonderful or you know burn baby burn it like it's a bit it's it's a bit up there. It's a bit Gavin and Stacey. Um but I actually think it sums up a lot. And I, I think there's something really nice about giving people a bit of a smile because most people aren't gonna most people aren't gonna have the ironic detachment to go, that's a bit root one mark. Uh, oh, Monty Python, wow, what a what a what a fucking pull you made there. Uh what a logic leap. Most people are just gonna be like, Oh, that's nice. He went for a he went for that song about life and death and uh, you know uh, you know enjoy it's your last dance of the hour and all that all that kind of stuff life's a piece of shit when you look at it all of that stuff i think would be actually nice and and hang the cynicism of it mm. um hang the fact that it's yeah it is trite as fuck but i think that would be a great choice nice man anyway uh so that that's a good choice um we we got to talk about death because we really sad news today um that bummed me out um so the on the day that we're recording um mm-hmm. uh socialist socialist mouthpiece comedian uh agenda comedian um jeremy hardy uh died of cancer and he hasn't been, he hadn't been on the news quiz for quite a while and i his absence was noted mm-hmm. um and and you know and now i guess we know why and sometimes it's because he's on tour but now you know i actually i i've, I've i haven't had the news quiz on my feed for a while so um i hadn't noticed okay i hadn't actually noticed his, his absence and yeah when i i made lots of um silly jokes when you texted me m- m- more as a kind of um uh, a delaying thinking about it tactic <laughs> yeah because um i had to run a training session today oh so- <laughs> shit okay <laughs> no 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 because yeah, was- again because i don't have twitter i had to go to the first place that would hear me and it happened to be the beware of the leopard <laughs> what yeah and, and 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 you knew that what you would get was um John and I would know what you were talking about, and Danny would go, "I don't know what. What are you talking mm. about? He's got some drugs." <laughs> Sorry, Dan. It's true though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it, it it is. It is very sad for those that don't know to to set the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Hardy is a was a long standing comedian uh, here. Came up in the eighties, early eighties, um, and was a, a sort of devout and very vocal socialist um you know what people in in our group may maybe would call one of the good guys um and and you know has has courted controversy or not courted but has uh had controversy thrust upon him um because he's he's been very outspoken but mm-hmm. was never a bully was never um aggressive with i i don't think uh with no he always seemed a gentleman didn't he yeah a gentleman is is absolutely the thing and i listened to a lovely interview with him last year with Stuart goldsmith it was great you know a a a great comedian and a good i think a good person um as as good as you can be as a comic i guess uh so yeah just to set the scene and he did a lot of radio and some tv and so there's a there's a corner of of britain um that thinks 
very highly and fondly of him and, and I don't know him as well as, as others would and his work. I certainly appreciated him a lot. Uh, so yeah, that was just to set the scene. What I loved about the way um, the news quiz was produced is, so J- Jeremy Hardy, he's, he's, he has got this gentle way that we, he is a gentleman and he has, he, there is a certain gentility to him whilst also being very arch. firm in in what he believes yes. and, and, and quite arch. And the, he was, so there's not really team captains per se, but he was one of the, the, the two regular fixtures. So you'd have like the chair and then you'd have the, the rotating seats and then you'd have more fixed seats and he was one of the more fixed seats. So he'd be there most weeks. There's usually a couple of standing comics and, and he was, he was often one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, he, he would kind of have a couple of, he'd, he'd drop a couple of bon mots in there, just a couple of like warning shots across your bow mm-hmm. in the first five minutes. And he maybe he'd maybe give someone a just a gentle dressing down around ten minutes in, <laughs> and then about twenty two minutes in, <laughs> they would let him go nuclear, and it was always the highlight of the show for me, um, because he would kind of like you could hear his voice revving up as he was going through it, <laughs> and he was and um, yeah he was. He was the one. So the other, the other one that I would always enjoy listening to would be Mark Steele. Yes. When, yes. when, when he's, when, when he's on there. Yes. Um, for, 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 for similar reasons, because he would, he would play the same role mm-hmm. of being the, 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 the guy who's about 15, 20 years older than me, who I could look up to like a big, some sort of big brother uncle character. Yeah. Who would, who would tell me that it was going to be okay and, and we can make this joke here right now. And I've made the person from the Times be quiet for five minutes. <laughs> yes. I, th- I think they, they have the similar outlook to um, someone like Bill Hicks in that Bill Hicks was an optimist who always wanted the world to be better than it was. Always thought that the world was capable of being better than it was. And I feel like Hardy and um, the man you just said, whose name? Mark Steele. Mark Steele. Mark Steele, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, um, yeah, the, the, those two like had that... Um, they get that you know we're we're only frustrated at you because we think you can do better kind of attitude with the world mm. um mm. which is you know kind of avuncular um yeah but yeah a, a, a wonderful a wonderful comic and uh, i'm sad to never never have you know seen him uh, seen him live but uh, there you go yeah yeah me too oh no that's actually not true have you seen him live um, i've seen yes i have as part of um the wonderful i'm sorry i haven't a clue uh, which i've seen twice and i think jeremy hardy was on both of them um uh, so i have seen him live did um, you is that did you have to go to broadcasting house to see that no no because they tour ah. um so i'm sorry i haven't a clue is a uh another radio panel show it's basically five white men um uh, over over the age of 60 and oh uh, also Jack well Lee hardy was, was 57 when he died so yes no. yes yes absolutely um and it was um it's it's a very 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 long running show um but somehow I haven't listened to it for a while, but I, I will always look for the live dates because it's such a great show. I love it. Um, and it's does it come of, th- does it come through Birmingham? Yeah, it does. Uh, every every couple of years, it does. Hit a brother up when it comes because I'll go. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. Yeah. Well done. I've literally just pulled one out for Jeremy Hardy. By the way, thank you. I don't have a, I don't I don't have a language for death that's adequate. No, that's an interesting point. So I'm just going to say thank you, man. This podcast is produced by Podient. To find out more, visit podiumproductions.com.